0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Bereziki. Yeah, welcome to another edition of Growing in Grace, where we're talking about God's wonderful grace, His unconditional love and the fact that in Christ there's no condemnation there's no reason to feel guilty when we're in this walk with God you know cap in in my christian life and i'm sure maybe yours is the same and some other people who are listening too you know we know that we don't live perfect lives there there are times when we fall short in our behavior of doing the things that are godly that are a result of Christ in us and uh, I know that it's so easy to have those feelings of guilt hang on to us, to feel as if there's, maybe there's something we need to do to make up for what we've done, or maybe a certain amount of time needs to go by before God's happy with us again. But we, we're here to say that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's our identity. That's the reality of who we are. And so, when we're in the midst of you know some sin or, or some way that we're falling short, we can just trust in the life of Christ in us. And so, we've got some things to share on that, and, and maybe some other things
1: as well this week, Cap. Yeah, Joel, good stuff there. I mean, for those who have been listening to us for a while, you may have come across some of our programs where we talk about what the gospel is. You know, a lot of Christians, a lot a lot of believers who perhaps attend church every week don't really understand what the gospel is, because so so much of what we've been taught has been misunderstood, perhaps misaligned, and a a wrong foundation has been built in the lives of many Christians when it comes to understanding even some of the basic principles of what the gospel is. You, You sit in a room today and ask people, well, what do you think the gospel is? And I'm not saying there's any one particular right or wrong answer, but you'll get a lot of different answers. And uh, I know the gospel can mean different things to different people. I understand that. But through some of our discussions and some of the teachings that uh, we've learned from and, and shared with you, ultimately, if we were to sum it all up, the gospel is a revelation, a revealing of God's righteousness. Not our righteousness, but God's righteousness in us. You see, because that was a requirement for us to be able to come back into fellowship, into relationship with God, was to to reach his standard of perfection. And that's exactly what his standard was, perfection, pure righteousness. And we have been declared righteous through Jesus Christ, through faith in him. And uh, you who are listening right now who have placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ— you are considered a righteous person, and I understand you might be thinking, I don't feel righteous, I don't think righteous things, uh, you don't know the things I've been through and the things I've done. That's the beauty of the cross, and and uh, without spending too much time on that, because we have other things we want to talk about this week that are tied into this, the, the bottom line here is, if you're a new listener, you as a Christian are declared righteous and holy, not by what you do but having been born in Christ. Having been born in
0: Christ, and it's by faith and faith alone. That is the one thing... That we need. You know, a few weeks ago, maybe it was last week or, or the week before that. I remember we were talking about. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about his life as an apostle, and he said, "I labored more abundantly. I worked. You know, I labored more abundantly than all the other apostles." Uh, but Paul wasn't bragging about himself. You know, he was saying, "But, but yet, it wasn't I. It wasn't me doing the work. It was the grace of God that was at work." In me, And how did that happen? How did all of this come about? Well, it was through belief Uh, because we look back at some of the words that Jesus said. Jesus was asked by some people, I think some well-meaning people, just like you and me might, if we were back with Jesus in that day, we might have said the same thing. What works must we do (laughs) that we may do the work of God? And Jesus said to them, this is the work of God. You want to know what the work of God is? Here it is. Believe. Believe in the Son of God. Believe in Him. That is the work. That is our work. And if you think about it, it's not really that much of a work. We just simply believe. And from that place. And you see, that's the thing. We need to get that grounded in our mentality that faith and belief, it's not a work. We tend to mix those things up. Yeah, we hear the verse that says, "Faith without works is dead," and so we we say, "Well, faith—that's oh, a nice thing, and yeah, it's good to believe. We need to believe in Jesus, but then we need to get to work because faith without work is dead. But we we miss the fact that that it's not the works." that our faith is based in. Our faith is based in the Lord Jesus Christ. We abide in him. And yeah, you might just see somebody laboring more abundantly than other people. Maybe you are. But is your labor a result of your faith? (laughs) Has it come from the, the fact that the grace of God is at work in you and it's not your efforts? Or is it the fact that oh yeah, you've believed in Christ, but now you've thought you needed to add something uh, to make yourself look busy for God and and to do some good things for God. I mean, there's a big difference between it being about His work in us and our works that we think we need to do.
1: Yeah, and somebody might be thinking about something Jesus said back in in Matthew chapter 11. He said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Joel, that, that word rest in the Greek It means to make, to cease. The word describes ceasing from toiling, uh, a refreshment, an intermission, if you will. And Jesus went on to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Even that word easy, I'm just looking at a note here in my Bible, Joel. I'm kind of going, uh, winging it here. (laughs) That's what we do best around here, man. (laughs) That which is useful, pleasant, good, comfortable, suitable, serviceable. The note here says the legalistic religious system was a severe burden, but service to Jesus is not a burden because it is well-fitting and built on a personal relationship with God by the indwelling spirit. And I think that's what Jesus was talking about here. He was talking about ceasing from that that burden of labor that the law required, and coming to rest in him. And I find it interesting, in chapter 12, following this little passage, there's a, a story here about the Sabbath. <laughs> I don't know if that's coincidental. So to, to to build on what you were talking about, though, too, Joel, uh, looking at that passage, and Col- I'm turning right to it right now, in Colossians one twenty nine, where this was Paul's lifestyle. We just got done talking about how Jesus said, come to me, and I will give you rest. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working which works mightily in me. It's You see, the the difference between us putting our effort into it and the difference between God working through us, which is the way it should be, um, when we're putting our own effort into it, that that's going back under the law and getting caught up with the flesh again, even though you might even be doing some pretty good stuff out there. You know, walking the walk and talking the talk, as they say in Christian circles. (laughs) But it's God who desires. You know, it's not our life anymore. It's his life in us. We died at the cross, and uh, we we were crucified with Christ. And now we have this new life in us, the very life of God himself existing in us. And God just wants us to yield and trust in him and, and allow this life to be manifested Outwardly, and that becomes rather effortless. Even though what Paul was talking about here was, was, uh, I, if I'm remembering right, in the Greek, I think it it means uh, labor and striving. In the original language, uh, it means uh, to the point of physical exhaustion. Yet he wasn't operating out of his own energy of the flesh. It was according to that that power of Jesus that was working in him through him. And being manifested outwardly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a, a hard concept to understand. But if if we really try to understand it, you see, I think we just need to let go of our own understanding that that our work. You know, this is this is what we do need to understand. Our work is to rest. Our work is to trust. To believe what we try. What we fail to do with our human minds and, and in our flesh. Is we fail to rest, because we, we think that, that if we rest, that means that we're never going to do anything, that we're, we're just going to sit on our hands and, and never move, never do anything. We fail to realize that the, the way that our life in Christ works is by us resting, by us ceasing uh, to strive, by us you know putting our focus on Christ, the person rather than our efforts. It's such a, a concept that is so different from the way that the world works but we will find that if we do if if we just press into that rest labor to enter that rest so to speak i think the the book of hebrews puts it that way then we'll find that the life of christ in us will rise up will spring into action in ways that we never would have imagined see if you know, Paul could have gotten into his head that you know the Apostle Paul that hey, I'm safe now. I need to get to work. But he, I don't really believe that he did that. I think that he rested in Christ. and That all of his labors sprang from the life of Christ in him. I think we're kind of uh, afraid to do this because we think, man, if we if we d- don't get to work, God's not going to be happy with us. We're afraid to rest in our souls and uh, putting our trust in Christ. We talk about putting our faith in Christ, but really when we spring into action of our own volition, you know, by our own strivings, then we've really missed that faith in Christ and we're depending upon ourselves again.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of methods today in the church for discipleship, they imply that, you know, we're saved by grace, but now it's up to us to grow by our own efforts to become more like Jesus, and that's not what the Christian life is really meant to be about. We're supposed to be walking... The Christian life, if you want to call it that, the same way that we entered in, and that's by faith, and and we trusted Christ to save us, right? We trust Christ to live through us instead of us putting the effort into it. So uh, legalistic discipleship, it usually will emphasize an obligation, much like what we had under the law and the commandments. It's it's a duty, something that we really just have to do. Whereas grace discipleship should focus more on opportunities to allow the life of Christ to express himself through us. So a life that is ruled by law, the motivation there is usually duty and obligation, whereas our lifestyle where grace is the main factor, that's more of a a desire for me, Joel. I, I, I don't feel obligated to live a certain way. I understand who I am in Christ, and I know we'll probably have to pick this up next week, but I understand who I am in Christ. When I want to do the right things, it's just because I have a desire to want to do the right things, not because I feel it's a duty to do them.
0: That's right. And on that note, as we wrap things up here, I have kind of a, I don't know if what you'd call it a challenge, or just just some encouragement. If you're listening to us and you realize that your life is busy doing the things of the Lord. Maybe you, you feel obliged uh, to do so many things. Maybe your life has been a matter of duty. For some reason, yeah, you've put your faith in Christ and you're born again. You're made alive together with Christ, but somehow you have felt pressure. Somehow you haven't been resting in Christ. I, I do put that challenge out there to you to just relax, you know, to let go, to realize, hey, maybe some of the stuff that I'm doing isn't christ in me maybe i'm trying to perform my christian life for god Uh, maybe i can just ease up a little or a lot uh get just some time alone with god perhaps and say this is too much i can't take this anymore whatever you need to do to just say hey lord I've been working for you. I want to stop that, and I want to rest in you, and I want you to do your works through me. Uh, somehow, some way, just you know, communicate with, with your Father, your Heavenly Father about that, and, and see what, what happens. Well, hey, I'm Joel, along with Mike, uh, the Cap, and feel free to check out our, our website, graceroots.org, where we've got all of our past programs archived, and we'll be back again next time for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to
1: live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.